Chapter Thirteen of Part Two of the Lives of the Three Mrs. Judsons by Arabella M. Wilson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Thirteen: Correspondence between Mrs. Boardman and the Superintendent, Her Tours Among the Karens, Her Personal Appearance, Her Acquaintance with the Burman Language, Dr. Judson's Translation of the Bible. An interesting letter from the gentleman mentioned at the close of the last chapter, with Mrs. Boardman's reply, will be given entire as they exhibit at once her firmness of principle and the high respect she commanded from the European residents in the country. Tavoy, August twenty-fourth, 1833 My dear sir, Mr. Mason has handed me for pursual the extract from your letter to government, which you kindly sent him. I apprehend I have hitherto had wrong impressions in reference to the ground on which the Honorable Company patronize schools in their territories, and I hope you will allow me to say that it would not accord with my feelings and sentiments to banish religious instruction from the schools under my care. I think it desirable for the rising generation of this province to become acquainted with useful science, and the male part of the population with the English language but it is infinitely more important that they receive into their hearts our holy religion, which is the source of so much happiness in this state, and imparts the hope of a glorious immortality in the world to come. Parents and guardians must know that there is more or less danger of their children deserting the faith of their ancestors if placed under the care of a foreign missionary, and the example of some of the pupils is calculated to increase such apprehensions. Mr. Boardman baptized into the Christian religion several of his scholars. One of the number is now a devoted preacher, and notwithstanding the decease of their beloved, the revered teacher, they all, with one unhappy exception, remain firm in the Christian faith. The success of the Hindu college, where religious instruction was interdicted, may perhaps be urged in favor of pursuing a similar course in schools here, but it strikes me that the case is different here, even admitting their course to be right. The overthrow of a system so replete with cruel and impure rites as the Hindu, or so degrading as the Mahometan, might be matter of joy though no better religion were introduced in its stead. But the Burman system of morality is superior to that of the nations round them and to the heathen of ancient times, and is surpassed only by the divine precepts of our blessed Saviour. Like all other merely human institutions, it is destitute of saving power, but its influence on the people, so far as it is felt, is salutary, and their moral character will, I should think, bear a comparison with that of any heathen nation in the world. The person who should spend his days in teaching them mere human science, though he might undermine their false tenets, by neglecting to set before them brighter hopes and purer principles, would, I imagine, live to very little purpose. For myself, sure I am, I should at last suffer the overwhelming conviction of having labored in vain. With this view of things you will not, my dear sir, be surprised at my saying, it is impossible for me to pursue a course so utterly repugnant to my feelings, and so contrary to my judgment, as to banish religious instruction from the schools in my charge. It is what I am confident you yourself would not wish— 
but i infer from a remark in your letter that such are the terms on which government affords patronage it would be wrong to deceive the patrons of the schools and if my supposition is correct i can do no otherwise than request that the monthly allowance be withdrawn it will assist in establishing schools at malmain on a plan more consonant with the wishes of government than mine has ever been meanwhile i trust i shall be able to represent the claims of my pupils in such a manner as to obtain support and countenance from those who would wish the children to be taught the principles of the christian faith allow me my dear sir to subscribe myself yours most respectfully sarah h boardman my dear madam i can not do otherwise than honour and respect the sentiments conveyed in your letter now received you will i hope give me credit for sincerity when i assure you that in alluding to the system of instruction pursued by you it has ever been a source of pride to me to point out the quiet way in which your scholars have been made acquainted with the christian religion my own government in no way prescribes the teaching of christianity the observations in my official letter are intended to support what i have before brought to the notice of government that all are received who present themselves for instruction at your schools without any stipulation as to their becoming members of the christian faith i cannot express to you how much your letter has distressed me it has been a subject of consideration with me for some months past how i could best succeed in establishing a college here the scholars of which were to have been instructed in the same system which you have so successfully pursued believe me yours very faithfully a d mangy saturday appropriations were afterwards made by the british government for schools throughout the provinces to be conducted on the plan of mrs boardman's school at tavoy and although the propagation of christianity in the other schools was subsequently prohibited yet in her own she always taught as her conscience dictated it had been one of mr boardman's practices to make frequent tours among the carib villages to preach the gospel and strengthen the disciples and the feeble churches even from this duty as far as the visitation was concerned his widow did not shrink although she did shrink from writing or speaking much on the subject doubtless always regarding it as a cross which although she might bear with patience she would willingly lay down as soon as duty should permit attended by her faithful karens and her little boy born in their arms leaving mr mason to his indispensable task of acquiring the language she would thread the wild passes of the mountains and the obscure paths of the jungle fording the smaller streams and carried over the larger in a chair borne on bamboo poles by her followers carrying joy and gladness to the hearts of the simple-minded villagers and cheering her own by witnessing their constancy and fidelity in her own inimitable style fanny forrester gives an account of an adventure of mrs boardman during one of those excursions in which the impression she made upon an english officer who encountered her far from civilized habitations so unexpectedly that he almost mistook her for an angel visitant from a better sphere was sufficiently pleasant to form the basis of a lasting friendship between them indeed there are many testimonials to mrs boardman's personal loveliness and grace of manner in calcutta where she resided nearly two years she was regarded as a finished lady 
and in a well-written tribute to her memory published in the mother's journal she is described as of about middle stature agreeable in personal appearance and winning in manners the first impression of an observer respecting her in her youth would be of a gentle confiding persuasive being who would sweeten the cup of life to those who drank it with her but further acquaintance would develop strength as well as loveliness of character it would be seen that she could do and endure as well as love and please sweetness and strength gentleness and firmness were in her character most happily blended her mind was both poetical and practical she had a refined taste and a love for the beautiful as well as the excellent but all these fine gifts and endowments were consecrated the offering she had made to her saviour's altar was unreserved nor do we find that she ever cast back to the world where she might have shone so brilliantly one longing lingering look she is said by her fellow missionaries to have made wonderful proficiency in the burman language and indeed she translated into it bunyan's pilgrim's progress she loved the language much and used to read the scriptures in it in preference to reading them in english she once said to mrs mason i should be willing to learn burmese for the sake of reading the scriptures in that language the translation of the scriptures into burmese is a work for which burma is indebted to dr judson for many years this devoted servant of christ employed on this great work every moment he could spare from pastoral labor and there is something truly sublime in the record he has left of the completion of it in his journal under date of january thirty first eighteen thirty four thanks be to god i can now say i have attained i have knelt down before him with the last leaf in my hand and imploring his forgiveness for all the sins which have polluted my labors in this department and his aid in future efforts to remove the errors and imperfections which necessarily cleave to the work i have commended it to his mercy and grace i have dedicated it to his glory may he make his own inspired word now complete in the burman tongue the grand instrument of filling all burma with songs of praises to our great god and saviour jesus christ amen End of chapter thirteen